Welcome to FinTech's DEI Discussions podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the talk for change across the entire financial technology industry. Today, this podcast is just me, Nadia Edwards-Dashti, the Chief Customer Officer of the Harrington Star Group and podcast host to FinTech's DEI Discussions. Having previously spoken about what Walk the Talk means to me, I wanted to share why I wrote the book and the journey it has been for me and us all across the industry. The book itself is called Fintech Women Walk the Talk, Moving the Needle for Gender Equality in Financial Services and Beyond. Within it, I quoted 118 people across the fintech and financial services industry who had each appeared in my pods. Over 100 of them identified as women, and all cited how we can build true gender equality in our workplaces. The quotes are each only and directly from the podcast recorded with me. And at the time, that hadn't been done before. This is the story of how and why the book actually happened and how the book could not have happened without the pods. So when I started this podcast series, it was actually called Women of Fintech. I didn't really know where I was going with it or what impact I would have, but I knew at the time that I wanted to stop people from saying that women don't exist in certain roles and that they couldn't hire women into certain roles because they just weren't out there. And I knew I had to debunk that myth. And as a recruiter, I heard it again and again. So I wanted to celebrate these women. I wanted to showcase their stories. I wanted to draw attention to it. More importantly, I wanted to show evidence that this is the reality. Women are in this space. Women want to get in this space. Give them the opportunity. I knew that some change was needed in the industry. I wasn't necessarily sure how I could drive that change, but I thought that this was a good start. And I want to thank the first speakers. This podcast was personal and new. And let me remind you, it was at a time when many of us were conditioned not to talk about our experiences of inclusion, discrimination or bias. This was a time pre-pandemic and these pods were heartfelt. I was privy to such vast amounts of knowledge and experience across the industry. I felt like it was the best learning I could ever go through. And time and time again, I've referred to it as my own personal MBA, having learnt from so many people across the space. I began to understand what a community actually was and what a network can do for those within it. These women truly became my tribe and it was the first time I really understood what tribe meant. The more I recorded, the more confident I felt. I realised that I wasn't crazy and I wasn't alone and that bred confidence. I needed to drive change in my industry and take that responsibility to drive change in recruitment for the financial services sector. I knew I had something special on my hands because you couldn't find any of this anywhere else. This became so vivid to me when I started my own maternity journey. The biggest support I got was from this amazing tribe, these amazing people who had either navigated parenthood whilst working in the sector or openly advocated for me to be able to do so. When I looked for books or articles on working in the space whilst being pregnant or returning to work quickly, nothing was found. Every book that I looked at, every article that was written was either to be staying at home looking after babies or not having babies whilst working within this industry. 
rather than just worry about how I was going to cope and how I was going to navigate it all, I spoke to a number of people about their experience and asked them to record this as part of a new podcast series, which I called at the time the Maternity and Paternity Stories of Fintech. This series has had by far the most hype around it and helped me personally through so much navigating a return to the office with a three-month-old going to into nursery twice, knowing I needed a freezer, a room, a freezer bag, a pump, you know, the ins and outs of being separated from your babies so soon after birth. You know, I had no idea about it, but quickly felt supported and lifted up by this tribe. And without them, I don't think I would have been able to do what I did. And I would have been lost across both pregnancies and lost across both speedy returns. This series was renamed The Families of Fintech when a conversation with one of the tribe, Stephanie Carr, opened my eyes to including all family members. I knew inclusion was bigger than just parents and women alone. So I introduced the Humans of Fintech series and the Talent of Fintech series to form new and different chapters of Fintech's DEI discussions. I expect this to grow and grow with different special series. And for example, this year, I recorded the Artificial Intelligence series, which I called Artificial Discrimination. Can AI be trusted with inclusion? This unique learning experience I have gone through has been so impactful and it made such an impression on me that at the time, back in 2019 and early 2020, I began messaging several publishing companies saying that I had something super special on my hands and I wanted to write about it in a way that hadn't been done before. I wanted to have every citation and every reference to the pods themselves rather than other books or articles. I wanted these citations to be from lived experiences in the industry, uniquely from each of the pod conversations I had had. And you know what? I didn't think I'd be taken seriously. I worried that I wasn't the right person to write it and I'd be letting my tribe down. I didn't have enough confidence in the ecosystem to have confidence in me. I knew I could write 60,000 words. At uni, I'd written three dissertations, each being 20,000 words, albeit one being on vodka and the other being on Peter the Great's sex life and the third being on Saddam Hussein, but I knew I could do it. I knew I could do it, but I feared I wasn't big enough for it. A big enough name for the concept, a big enough person, a big enough profile, but it was taken seriously. And as part of the proposal process, I needed to be reviewed anonymously by a number of different reviewers. And I was absolutely ripped with the harshest feedback of my career. Nadia's not an academic. Essentially, who does she think she is? She's only a lowly recruiter. Why should she be writing about the industry? But I knew my lessons from these pods. And I knew that my experience of the industry meant that I really could because I'm not an exit interview. And people have told me the truth. And most importantly, I felt that this feedback on some of these reviews was so powerful because even though it was harsh feedback, they weren't saying I shouldn't do it. In fact, they were taking me seriously. And that actually inspired me on. And for the first time in my life, with the harshest feedback ever, I was really spurred on to do more. Some of the other reviews later on down the line were super helpful. They guided me on how to set the tone of the book and not to be overly optimistic. Many, many pitch meetings and book proposals later, my proposal was accepted and the book's writing began. 
of course. I had just found out that I was pregnant with my second and the deadline of the book was a week after his due date. That Christmas was 2020 and it was when the UK was sent back into lockdown. At the time, I was at home with my husband and and my eight-month-old girl and actually that time allowed me to listen back to 118 podcasts and you know they both enjoyed doing that too and those 118 are from the original women of fintech series and i chose my favorite quotes i wrote 500 words a day and six months later the book was submitted when my son was three weeks old i didn't get the podcast transcribed and i didn't know that grammarly existed but this book has the heart and soul of so many people across the industry within the pages And I know that I fought for my tribe. I fought for the title for the book. I fought for the bios of every single contributor to be the first thing you see when you open that book. And this book is a step-by-step guide to understanding what fintech is, why we have a gender imbalance, and what impact that has on the potential of such a groundbreaking industry. I cite the steps to drive change, the barriers that hold us back, and what must be done to embed real change. One thing I didn't know at the time is that change will halt, change will slide backwards, and within an economically challenging market, sadly, not enough people will drive this forward. And even more sadly, we don't have enough people linking business success with inclusion in itself. When I first wrote the book, I expected it to get out of date real fast because I thought things would change, people would drive that change, Unfortunately, we've halted, we've slipped back. So now more than ever, we need to walk the talk and genuinely move the needle for gender equality for all of us.